Chip Hauser. I'm an architect, and uh, I write for pleasure mostly. We met at the never-ending Odyssey. You were in the workshop, and then uh, I was there to interview writers. And uh, you were telling me about I Am Legend and Richard Matheson. It was episode 93 where we started this series. Go to the show archive to catch the episode before this. In this episode, we talk about the movie, I Am Legend, and more about the book and the ending of the book. And I think in a lot of ways, the movie made some, good, uh, some very good choices. Um, what the movie lacked the most was this development of, of how... <laughs> uh, the, 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 the bad guys in the movie are pretty black and white bad guys. And until, well, with the exception of when he, Will Smith kidnaps somebody's wife or loved one, whatever, uh, then you start noticing some personification that, hey, these, these uh, <clears throat> vampire things care about each other. They may not care about the humans, but they care about each other because that, when he kidnapped someone, uh, that, that, that character really cared, the, the bad character really cared about it. And so that, was, that created that, that blood feud between the two. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. The, the, there's definitely intelligence among some of the uh, vampires. So in the book, I think of them sort of as the early, the early um, infected were really zombies, like his neighbor Ben Cortman. But the later ones, the ones that are that are going to survive and are intelligent and are reforming society, those are really more like vampires. So there's both in the book, which is insane that he got that to work out. But I think that it was shown in in the movie as well a little bit, like the scene where he goes in after his dog into the dark kind of warehouse space, and he come and he t- t- turns his light on, and there's a like a group of of these creatures like huddled together, making weird like just sort of shivering and making creepy noises. Um, but then there's also the one who chases him, and who then eventually figures he sees the trap that Will Smith used to catch the his uh, test subject, right, and duplicates it on Will Smith, right, right. Uh, which is clever, but it's a very different, just completely different um, use of the of the of the vampire slash zombies in the movie versus in the book. And I think it's a necessary change, right? The, for me, the power of the book is that that Robert Neville is learning as he goes what's going on. It turns out he's been doing some really horrible kind of Hitler-esque things, exper- or not Hitler, but um, uh, Menkele experimentation on these creatures, some of which were actually alive mm. and sentient, mm-hmm. and he didn't know it. Mm. And the realization at the end that he's become obsolete, that he's the, he has, I am legend, um, because this new society, this evolved human who has learned to adapt to this, the virus, is going to continue on. But he's not a welcome part of that because he's seen as a monster. Right, right. You don't get that in the in the in the movie. 
Robert Nevelle appears to be the sole survivor of a pandemic that has killed most of the human population and turned the remainder into vampires that largely conform to their stereotypes in fiction and folklore. They're blood-sucking, pale skin, and nocturnal, though otherwise indistinguishable from normal humans. Implicitly set in Los Angeles, the novel details Neville's life in the months and eventually the years after the outbreak as he attempts to comprehend, research, and possibly cure the disease. Swarms of vampires surround his house at night and try to find ways to get inside, which includes females exposing themselves and his vampire neighbor relentlessly shouting for him to come out. After bouts of depression and alcoholism, Neville finally determines there must be a scientific reason behind the vampire's origins, behaviors, and aversions. So he sets out to investigate and performs the experiments. The book starts out with Robert Neville. is a... He's just a survivor. I don't know that... I don't recall his job. His wife yeah, died. I don't know that we know what his job was. He was not a scientist. We know that much. <laughs> right, right. And, and so he... Uh, his wife died. He talks about that. Um, he talks about the mass gravy, gra- the pit where they burn the bodies because they knew that mm-hmm. if they didn't burn the bodies, they would come back. So they started burning the bodies. Uh, but society falls. Um, and uh, now everyone's out, out to kill Robert. And so he has his house fortified, like you said. Um, and so his, his life is around gathering, um, gathering enough resources to survive and mm-hmm. uh, get back to his house before it gets dark. Um, the opening scene starts with a uh, with a really nice uh, 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 how do I say it situation where his watch wasn't wound up and uh, he realizes mm-hmm. he doesn't know what time it is and he has to really hustle home and he almost you know he has to deal with getting home kind of late right so so the the zombie no sorry the uh, I guess we'll call them zombies the his neighbor one of his neighbors becomes his favorite uh, antagonist. Uh, <laughs> because he's always he knows where Robert Lesneville lives and he knows him personally and he kind of calls him out and and insults him and, and tries to get into his head, um, and so Robert has to deal with every night listening to is it Bob Cortman his last name's Cortman uh, it's Ben Cortman yeah Ben Cortman he has to deal with this guy giving him harassing him every night and uh, then you were mentioned uh, Chip you mentioned the succubus type. Uh, situation where the women are trying to draw him out as well. So everybody wants him to come out and uh, the women somehow know that their sexualization is attractive to him, which, you know, if, if Ben Cortman remembers things about his previous life, sort of, then so would the women, I suppose. Right. And, yeah. uh, um, and well, so it's important to point out too, I think that, that Robert Neville's perception throughout the book until, until the end is that he's dealing with zombies. He's dealing with creatures that aren't intelligent and aren't alive. Um, while we're getting the clues that, you know, Ben Cortman is saying words yeah. and the women are performing actions that are in- intentional and show that they're aware of that that is a male inside. So he has to deal with being sexually frustrated for, I think it's four years uh, is about when the book starts is four years into mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah. And then, then you were, you were touching on this point where there's really two kinds of, uh, uh, people now in this, well, three kinds of people in the society. There's the, the more dumber zombie ish, or less higher thinking ones like Ben Cortman, though he's a Ben Cortman organizes himself a little bit because, uh, will, uh, sorry, will Neville can't actually <laughs> find him and hunt him and kill him. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's this other society that's actually well organized and they learn, they do some science. They learn a little bit about how to tolerate the light by covering themselves with some kind of sun blockers and, uh, uh, try to draw will uh, Neville out. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think definitely that by the end of the story, you realize that they are they are pretty much fully functional humans that just have a different diet and a different um, a different uh, uh, diurnal cycle, different sleep cycle. Yeah. And the woman is apologetic. She's not really happy that they have to wipe him out. In fact, she was kind of a champion to let him survive. Uh, right. But they, you know how it is when we work with societies. It's the group uh, decisions that end up overruling everything and and so uh so yeah i i, I suppose I, I don't know do we talk about the ending or not <laughs> i think i think to i think to yeah i think we sort of have to so give the spoiler alert yeah yeah here it comes the uh the whole purpose of robert neville's existence in the book is to develop a cure so that i believe so that he can go back and and take his wife out of the coffin that he's locked her in right and cure and cure her and get some of his life back, um, but what he doesn't realize that in in the book version is that he, the 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 vampires who are could be saved the ones that are alive, um, they don't need to be saved. They have evolved, yeah, and they don't want to be saved. Right. So it's a it's a sort of it's a very for me a very powerful twist, which is the thing that disappoints me about the movie is that you don't get that in the movie. In the movie they they are angry, violent, hungry, ravening beasts. Um, and and it's, you're left with, there's a cure out there. Humanity is going to survive as we know it mm. because they're going to cure right. the, the uh, zombies or the vampires. And I, I just, that to me is not as satisfying as, as this guy who's really working hard trying to fix things, trying to make the world go back to normal, which turns out to be completely delusional and unnecessary. Because the, the quote-unquote victims don't see themselves as victims, and they don't need him to save them. Yeah. They are moving on just fine. Right, right, right. So, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ironic twist, I guess, is the, yes, the situation there. exactly. Maybe so, that's why I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really surprised me when he found that woman. So, the, 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 I don't know her name, but uh, the one who's sort of there to lure him out. Well, that whole relationship was really interesting to me. After three years, Neville sees a terrified woman in broad daylight. Neville is immediately suspicious after she recoils violently in the presence of garlic. But they slowly win over each other's trust. And he explains some of his findings, including his theory that he developed immunity against infection after being bitten by an infected vampire bat years ago. Later, Ruth knocks Neville out and he awakes to find a note left behind that where she admits to being a spy sent in by this new vampire society. Ruth warns Neville that her feelings for him are true but that her people attempt to capture him and that he should try to escape the city. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. 
We've got several goodies in the show notes. So if you have a podcast player or you want to browse to our website, you will find many links to I Am Legend movie clips and links that take you right to the book and about Richard Matheson. Open up that podcast player and tap, tap, tap. Next episode, we dig further into I Am Legend. I originally learned about this book when, about 10 years ago when I actually took a class on, um, on vampire literature at Washington University. And it was, uh, of the we read Dracula and we read um, Carmilla and um, talked about all the, you know, basically the influence of vampires through history and up to the modern time. Um, and this was on the, on the, this was the, the big turning point of the vampire novel. Um, I am a legend. 